Welcome to the Noon at Northside podcast with your host, Pastor Stephanie. Well, welcome back, everybody. Well, we have reached the halfway point of this year. We are into the month of June, and for those of you who have been keeping track of our topics for the Noon at Northside podcast this year, um, this month we're going to be talking about this concept of inclusion. Uh, One of the reasons I wanted to talk about this topic, especially during the month of June, because we are halfway, is that this idea of inclusion is kind of our, you know, foundation for this year's topics. It's the running theme throughout every topic that we are doing this year. And it kind of is helping us solidify this concept of how we as the church, as the body of Christ, can build bridges, how we can learn and understand what it means to include other people who are different than us, um, building bridges and not building divides. One of the things I wanted to kind of re-bring up for us um, that we've talked about a couple of months ago is that running theme that I'm constantly talking about, which is how we as the church are the body of Christ and what that means, especially what does that mean when we're talking about how we are to be inclusive. So to start off with, what I want to do is kind of reread that passage that I mentioned several months ago from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 on the body of Christ. So I'm going to read that for you to start off with. So this part of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is called unity and diversity in the body. Starting with verse 12, it says, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, and we are all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, with a foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts we think are less honorable we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty." while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, together, giving greater honor to the parts that lack it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. 
Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. This is one of my absolute favorite sections of the Bible because it is laying it all out for us how we are to include everyone in the church, everyone who is currently in the church, and everyone who has not yet found the church, who has not yet accepted Jesus. And one of the things I wanted to bring up when we talk about this idea of inclusion is why it's so important to be inclusive other of other people, other people who are different than us, who think differently, who act differently, who are from different parts of the world, who are from different cultures, who have different backgrounds and different experiences. And it is because the body of Christ functions when we have all those many different parts. You know, it referenced the body when it talks about the eyes versus the ears, the head versus the feet, each one of those drastically different than the other. And the same can be said about God's creation, the children of God, humanity. We're all different in some way. We bring with us different gifts. We bring with us different experiences, different backgrounds. We even bring with us different cultures and different understandings of life and what life is worth living for. And when we bring all of those together, we form the one body of Christ, the universal church, which is so important to have that can reach multiple different places, that can cover a multitude of places, a multitude of environments and cultures and understandings. And it is, it's so important when we are talking about how to build bridges that the first step, the fundamental step, is that we are to, first and foremost, be willing to include everyone, whether they are different than us by culture, different than us by race, different than us by gender, or even different than us by... <sighs> You know, love, different than us by attitude, different than us by personality, even different than us by sins. You know, because every person, you know, we're called to reach all nations, all people, to bring them to Christ so that they can know what it's like to have a relationship with Jesus. But more than that, so they can know what it's like to be in a community of faith a community of love, one that is built upon this idea of loving people unconditionally. There's a book that I read um, on intergenerational Christian formation, which was uh, this idea that when we come together as the church, that we should be, in fact, coming together, all shapes and all sizes, all ages, all differences, coming together and being as the body of Christ. And one of the things that it pointed out was that a person is not just saved so that they can have a personal relationship with Jesus, although that is a huge component of it. You know, the idea that they can have a relationship with Jesus who will love them unconditionally, no matter what they've done, what they are continuing to do, what they might do in the future. This idea that they have someone who is willing to die for them, who was willing to die for them, to save them from everything that is holding them back. But it's not just that. It's the idea that they can come and be a part of the body of Christ, to be a part of this communal setting that we are in, to fulfill their role as a child of God in his body. 
Perhaps they are the hand to our body, one that we were missing, that we didn't quite know we were missing. Perhaps they are the finger, perhaps they are the ear, perhaps they are the foot. Whatever role that they play, they're a part uh, that we are missing. And if we as the body of Christ, as the church, only see them as something we have to exclude for whatever reason, all we're doing is excluding a part of what we need to be the full body of Christ. And so I love this concept of, you know, when we t- we're, when I studied intergenerational Christian formation, this idea of intergenerationality, it's this idea that no one should be in- excluded from anything. They shouldn't be excluded from what we teach. They shouldn't be excluded from what we do. They shouldn't be excluded from how we serve, regardless of their age, their gender, their gifts, or the things that they've been through in their lives. So whether they are, you know, five or 50, whether they are male or female, whether or not they are white or black, whether or not they are from America or they're from, you know, Guatemala or they're from China, whatever you know, thing that makes them different, they should be included in the body of Christ. And if we here at Northside are practicing what our mission of loving Jesus and loving people, we should also be practicing this idea of inclusion. How can we be a body of Christ that is willing and able to include people regardless of what makes them different. You know, we break down a lot of topics that could cause division in the church. And we talk about how we can better understand why those cause divisions and better understand how we can, you know, take that division out and build bridges. But fundamental to all of that is just being willing to include people. You know, last month when we talked about mental health, I mentioned the story of, our last Stratops meeting that we had here at Northside, where we talked about, you know, the things that we were good at versus the things that we weren't so good at, the goals we needed in order to improve those things that we weren't so good at. And one of the things we discussed that at Northside we weren't that good at is being accepting of other people. There was a stigma here for a really long time that if you were different than the people already attending here, that you weren't welcome. Like, we weren't going to kick you out, but we weren't going to include you like we should have. And we spent a long time talking about not only how can we accept them, but how can we make them feel like they belong here, like we want them here, like we are including them in the body, including them in our worship, including them in our service, including them in our connection and our discipleship and our fellowship, that they can truly be our brothers and sisters, regardless of what makes them different from us. Because if if our church is filled with a bunch of people who look exactly the same, then we're a body made up of ears. <laughs> and like this passage in First Corinthians said, If you are a body of just an ear, where is your sense of smell? Where is your sight? Where is your movement? Where is everything else that is vital to being and having a body? Another thing that I wanted to point out is 
when we are the church, our our main you know function as the church is to gather together so we can improve our our spiritual health, to become the humanity that you know that God intended us to be, to be the better versions of ourselves. And when we gather for you know fellowship, discipleship, worship, we're facilitating and guiding this idea of spiritual development, both individually in people and communally. We are discussing and functioning as if we are growing and maturing as disciples, that we are, you know, becoming more holy like we're commanded to do. But the first step in actually doing that and being more developed spiritually is actually knowing and making people feel like they belong in this faith community. Having them fundamentally understand that when they walk through our doors or they gather with the people of this church that they feel and know they are welcome, they are accepted, that they are included. And because they can feel all of those things, they're willing and able to learn, to grow, to mature, and to be more holy, to grow closer to God, to be better disciples who are equipped to actually go and disciple, to represent the body of Christ to those who don't know the body of Christ, who don't know Jesus. And it's so incredible and so powerful that we make this a priority in the universal church, but also here at Northside. Our you know, our local church that is a part of who we are. You know, I mentioned it already, but our our mission statement of loving Jesus and loving people means just that, that we are people willing to include everyone, regardless of their differences, whatever that difference may be. You know, Scripture presumes that faith formation occurs within what it refers to as intergenerational community. And even though intergenerational, you know, by definition applies crossing generational gaps, I would also argue that this term also means just crossing gaps in general. By being a diverse body of Christ, it implies that Scripture believes faith is formed in individual people When individual people come together with people different than them who all still have the same faith in Jesus, one body, many members, many members, but one body, one spirit in one Christ who is Jesus. And I fully believe that if we are to be the body of Christ, to be everything that we're supposed to be, that this starts with just including people of all kinds, people who are younger, who are older, people who are male and who are female, people who are of all races, of all ethnicities, from multiple cultures, from multiple countries who speak multiple languages. In fact, this reminds me of something. Recently, I went down to Texas for the, if I can get the name right, the Wesleyan Holiness Women's Clergy Conference. Ooh, that's a long name. 
Um, but while I was down there, you know, I partook in one of the workshops, which was called Backyard Missions. And it was this whole idea on how we can better understand what it's like being mission-minded, being missional without actually having to move anywhere, without having to go anywhere. Because so many people believe that to fulfill, you know, this idea of missions, we have to go other places. Although that is a big part of it, there is a big part of it that has us staying here, has us being the body of Christ even in our backyard. And there was a lot of great information that was given at this conference in this one workshop. But one of the biggest takeaways that I took from it was that we can't fulfill the Missio Dei, the mission of God. We can't fulfill our calling to love Jesus, love people, to be disciples without first building relationships with other people, people who are different than us, practicing this term of hospitality. Because, you know, hospitality is a gift that means to, you know, worship with the foreigner, to welcome someone different, the stranger. And even though not all of us have this gift of hospitality, I personally believe that it's, you know, one of those fundamental things in being a disciple is just being willing to welcome those who are different than us, even if that's in our backyard, even if it's the person sitting next to you or the person behind you in line at the store. Just being willing to accept the things that are different and include them as the body of Christ without having to change them or make them change themselves. Because we don't want to say to the hand, hey, to be a part of the body, you have to become a foot because the rest of us are foots or feet. That's taking away the whole idea of what it means to be the body of Christ. When we come together, when we, it, when we deal with this idea of inclusion, we are saying to ourselves and to other people, I accept you for who you are because who you are is vital to God's creation, to the humanity that he made, the humanity that he made for us, the body of Christ he invites all of us to be a part of, that we can all sit at his table, that we don't all have to look the same or sound the same or act the same in order to be welcomed and in order to be invited in. So until then, I hope you guys can maybe look up some other scriptures that deal with this idea of the body of Christ. There are a couple other, you know, scriptures in the New Testament, some things that, you know, are in the Gospels, even some things that are in the Old Testament. I think that you guys can look up and do some research. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to read uh, about this idea, and it comes from a book that I recently got called The Beautiful Community. And it talks about this idea of... Uh, diversity. There's a quote that I wanted to read as we finished out this time together for this month. And it just reads this. The ministry of reconciliation demonstrated in the local church by the gathering of people from diverse backgrounds, cultures, and ethnicities is the natural outworking of a rich biblical commitment. Our commitment to being disciples, to being in the body of Christ, implies that we have a commitment to making the body of Christ unified and diverse. 
whether it is diverse for our generations that we're in, our genders, our understanding of the world, our political views, our race, our ethnicities, our cultural backgrounds, our commitment to being a part of the body of Christ means that we are willing and able to include people of all backgrounds in the body of Christ because that is the way the body of Christ is designed to be. Because that is how Christ invited all of us. That is how God made all of us. And that is what it means to be a part of this faith community. Thank you guys. I hope you guys will come back in a couple weeks. Until then, see you later.